Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is your licensed professional counselor, Andre Carpenter. I wanted to come to you today uh, here on this, I believe, third episode and uh, give you eight tips on how to manifest opportunity. Eight tips on how to manifest opportunity. All right. So I'm going to jump right on in here. And these are in no necessarily uh, particular order. Um, however, um, I will try to put them in, in, in an order that I think is uh, conducive to success. So again, eight tips to manifesting opportunity. Well, what do I mean by that? Uh, you know, I think over the course of our lives, um, opportunities come to us and we can either take advantage of those opportunities and manifest them in reality into um, the things that we want or we let it pass. I mean, for instance, how many of you all have ever had an idea of inventing something, right? Ooh, this would be nice if I could have this, this, and this. I should invent that, but you don't do it. And then later on, whether it be the next month or whether it be three years later or whatever, you look on TV and there's some infomercial where somebody has actually invented the thing that you thought about. And you're like, man, that was my idea. So here's my theory. That was your opportunity when it was dropped into your mind. I believe it was dropped into your mind or dropped into your spirit, however you want to say it, by God. You know, I think the the spirit of God flows like a river. I don't think that river stops. I think that we can tap into it um, and we can get things from it, but we have to know how to tap into it. And I think a lot of people don't know how they just think that's um, you know, deja vu, uh, um, is one of those things where I believe that, you know, that's kind of the spirit it's, it's flowing. Time is even flowing through that. Um, but when things like that drop in our spirit, like these inventions, sometimes we just let it go, uh, for a lot of different reasons, whether we don't have the finances or we don't know how to get it done, or, uh, we feel like it's just too hard for whatever reason, but I think it's still there in the river. The thing is, somebody else grabs it and picks it up and runs with it. And so what I want to do is give you eight tips on how to manifest opportunity in your life. So here we go. The first one is, is to understand that God is in charge. Okay, God is in charge. Uh, You must be prepared to recognize the opportunities that he is dropping into your spirit. God is in charge and you must be prepared to recognize the opportunities that he is dropping into your spirit or placing in your path. So you can't be so focused on your own thing that you ignore when God brings an opportunity. Uh, So, for instance, um, I remember being an undergrad and this seems very simple but it also had a very huge impact. I remember being an undergrad and um, I'll just say towards the end, I I ain't been the best in math ever in life, (laughs) but I remember towards the end, getting close to graduation, you know, you start looking at 
your uh, uh, graduation requirements and how many credits you have and whatnot. And I did the simple addition to add up how many credits I had. And I started to freak out because I kept coming up like one credit short, one credit short. And I'm going, wait a minute, where I, this is not going to go right. This is this this can't be right. I'm going I need to graduate. This is <laughs> I've been in college way too long to not be able to graduate. And so <clears throat> this is one opportunity where it was blatant in my face because I couldn't sit on it. Um, I had to go and talk to somebody. And actually, you know, that's not true because I could have just been like, oh, well, this is where, you know, I have no more classes. They're going to fix it in the end or whatnot. But I had to be active and I had to do something. So I went to go talk to uh, the head of my department and um, we sat down and we went over it. And he was like, you know what? Don't worry about it. I got it. And I'm thinking to myself, like, well, what do you mean you got it? Don't worry about it. I got it. We'll take care of it. And they did. And, you know, that was an opportunity for me to actually graduate college. I want to recognize that God is in control and, and God showed favor on my life. And a lot of times people can be like, well, no, you know, Andre, that's not that's not God. That's just, you know, a simple case of, you know, comes down to numbers or or, or that guy's generosity. Hey, listen, you can say whatever you want to say, but I believe there was an opportunity for me to not graduate there. But there also was an opportunity for me to graduate. And I needed to make sure that. I recognized what I had to do, which was go talk to somebody um, and, and pray about it and and let it let God do what he needed to do in that in that time. Um, here's a better example. I was working at uh, the University of South Florida, St. Pete, and I was an admissions. I was an admissions representative. And what that means is a mission representative or a missions recruiter. We are the ones who travel around to different high schools and do college fairs and talk to uh, the students about the college that we work for. And we also at the uh, our, our, our institution, our home college, we would have tours that would come in. We might do tours or we might do different presentations and things while the tour is going on. And I remember doing uh, a presentation regular day, right? I've been doing these presentations over and over again, various days, various times. Didn't seem like a, a weird day to me or a different day to me. And I remember meeting a woman and a younger gentleman. So the young gentleman was trying to get into school and I was in charge of helping answer all their questions and guiding them through the process. So later on, I end up uh, finding out that we are going to move to Michigan. Therefore, I needed to make sure that I, uh, like any real um, good uh, liaison should do, is I need to contact all of my clients and let them know that I am going to be transitioning out of the university and they're going to be dealing with someone else. That's just good customer service. And so in doing so, I contact this woman and the uh, young gentleman and she answers the phone and I let her know kind of what's going on. 
and that I am moving. And so she kind of uh, was just interested. I mean, she was upset, not, you know, kind of sad, like, oh, man, we really enjoyed you and uh, hope you, you know, best wishes on, on your next endeavor. Then she was curious and she says, well, where are you moving to? If you don't mind me asking. I said, I'm moving to Michigan. She said, really? What part of Michigan? And I said, uh, well, we're thinking of moving somewhere close to the Detroit area. We're not really we're not really 100 percent sure. She's like, get the heck out of here. I actually work at uh, um, a university in the Detroit area. And she told me the name of the university, <clears throat> which was Wayne State. And um, I said, oh, OK, that's pretty cool. That's actually the university that my uh, wife has got her med medical residency through. Um, so she's like, oh, my God, this is a very, very small world. So here's where opportunity comes. She says, look, I absolutely love what you do. Um, you know, we've been doing these tours and we've been going to different colleges and you stood out amongst all the other places. Um, we really, really enjoyed uh, um, you taking care of us and enjoyed you when you were doing your presentations. And I think you would be great to work at Wayne State. So when you get up to Detroit, look me up. I want to make sure you get a job. Now, family, my mind was blown at that point in time. I couldn't even I couldn't even believe how small of a world here I am working down in St. Petersburg, Florida, and just found out fairly recently that we were going to be moving to Michigan only to have someone there that actually worked in the state, in the city that we were actually going to be going to. Now, listen, you can call that coincidence if you want to. But remember, the first tip is God is in control. And I think God brought that opportunity to me. Now, the second tip that I want to give you is bring your whole self. The second tip is bring your whole self. One of the ways that that opportunity was brought to me was because I was bringing my whole self to work and I was enjoying myself. Like I was enjoying what I did. I was enjoying interacting with the people. I was enjoying helping them. I really did want to make sure I reached back and I had a great college career and it excited me to be able to reach back and help other young people have a great college career like myself. And then of course, navigating the whole university uh, entrance um, requirements and, and where to go and what to do and who to talk to, you know, I wanted to help them navigate through that because it can be confusing and people would always show their gratitude. Right. And so I just showed up being excited because I loved what I did. Now, how does that reflect on the second tip? Well, I was bringing my whole self, which that is the thing that caused the woman from Michigan to recognize me and want to provide me with the opportunity. So you can't show up because you are at work and you don't like the job or you want to be someplace else or whatever and expect to meet opportunity. Sometimes opportunity we only will only show itself when you bring your whole self and you're giving your all and then opportunity can find you. You're like a beacon. You're like a light. You're shining bright in a darkness, right? And or in a sea of everybody else who might be acting the exact same and they're tired of their job and they don't want to be there or they're depressed about something. But you get to bring your whole self and enjoy. And people love a smile. They love energy that's positive. 
So tip number two, make sure you bring your whole self to whatever the situation is. If it's a date, bring your whole self. If it's work, bring your whole self. If it's uh, a party, bring your whole self and do it with some positive energy. All right. Number three, you must follow through with the opportunity. So remember I told you the lady said, hey, when you get to Michigan, look me up. I want to get you a job. Well, what do you think I did when we got to Michigan? You sure enough know I picked up the phone and called her and said, hey, don't know if you remember me. I know this was about five, six months ago, but uh, I'm up here in Michigan and I want to touch base with you on the possibility of that job. And she was like, sure, come on in. Now, the interesting thing is that opportunity for a job turned into something totally different that I was completely unaware of. So this is sort of a bonus. You have to be able to flow with where the opportunity might take you. That's a bonus tip. Flow where the opportunity might take you. So remember, I got up there looking for a job. But in that day and age, um, the landscape of employees at colleges across America uh, was changing in respect to the level of education that uh, the different employees were supposed to have. So, for instance, for my job in the past, all you needed was, was a bachelor's degree. And that's what I had. And that's what I've been doing for years. Well, once I actually got to uh, Michigan, uh, they were requiring admissions recruiters to have a master's, which I didn't have. And I remember her asking me, like, do you have your master's? And my first answer was no. And in my mind, I was thinking, I'm not going to get one because I'm never going back to school. I had said I was never going back to school. Um, you have to understand, I was a good student in what elementary, middle school, junior high. And I wasn't as great in high school. Uh, that's probably going to be another story for another day. But yeah, I just wasn't in school mode. And when I got to college, I wasn't, I still mentally wasn't in school mode. I graduated. I graduated. But it wasn't to the best of my capabilities. So I said I was never going back to school. There's no need for me to. You guys told me to go get a four-year degree, get my bachelor's, and go get a job. That's what I did. But she said, you need a master's. So long story short, she was very instrumental, instrumental, excuse me, in helping me get into my master's program for counseling. You heard me introduce myself in the very beginning as Andre Carpenter, licensed professional counselor. Well, that would have never happened had it not for me going back to the first tip, recognizing God was in control and meeting the opportunity uh, when it came to me. And then also bringing my whole self to work every day and, and, and that bringing that positive energy and also following through when I actually got to Michigan for that person who met me in St. Petersburg by happenstance. Uh, by the way, that gentleman that uh, she was with was her nephew. So she was helping her nephew get into school. But who would have thought that this journey 
this podcast that you're hearing right now from this counselor that you're listening to uh, would have even come about. I didn't. This wasn't even where I was trying to take my life. But life took, let me rephrase that. God, I believe, took me there. And I had to be able to recognize that. And I had to be able to do what I needed to do in that moment. And so I got into a clinical mental health program. And that led us to today. So let's go to tip number. Let me recap. Tip number three is follow through. If you don't follow through an opportunity, you might miss that, right? Because there are things you can't just see the opportunity and let it drop in your lap. And that's it. You got to do some follow through. Number four, you must be willing to turn on at a moment's notice. You must be willing to turn on at a moment's notice. So and another uh, kind of story, uh, when we first moved down here to uh, Louisiana, to the New Orleans area, I was looking for jobs. My wife had a job, but I needed to look for jobs. And so I contacted a local university and I ended up emailing the president. Um, again, I wanted to make sure that I brought my whole self and that I also created a space where opportunity could find me and try to stand out above the rest. So I ended up contacting the president via email and I ended up saying, hey, you know, this is my situation. Um, I'm also in school or had been in school in Michigan but coming down here, I'm looking to either and transfer and or get a job, you know, to help pay for life. And so <laughs> the interesting thing was this particular person said, OK, well, hey, let's uh, house Thursday. Can you come in Thursday for a chit chat uh, and we can talk about it? And so, of course, I said yes. So remember, tip number four is you must be willing to turn on uh, at any moment. And what I mean by turn on is, remember we talked about uh, tip number two, bringing your whole self. Sometimes you just don't feel like it, right? You ever been there? You ever been in a situation where you just, I just don't feel like it. But you need to have that whole self ready in the chamber for at any given point in time, you need to go ahead and, and, and hit that light switch and go from, today I'm just tired to, hey, how you doing? Oh my God, everything is great. Da, 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 da. Whatever that looks like for you, you need to be ready. So why do I say that? So I go meet with this president on that Thursday uh, and I get to the office and the secretary uh, or administrative assistant uh, has me sit down. Now, mind you, my wife was with me because the way that this was presented to me was that this is just a a chit chat we're gonna uh you're gonna hand me some information or, or something like that and so she wasn't coming with me to the interview but uh this is the south it was blazingly hot and uh she couldn't sit out in the car and we were just visiting uh the area and so I called and and talked to the administrative assistant and said hey look can we um, can she go to the library or something like that while we just have our chit chat and uh, do some study and do some work? She's like, oh, yeah, that's no problem. So anyway, finally, the president, the, the administrative assistant says, OK, the president will see you now. He's in this room. And so uh, the funny thing is, 
I open the doors to this room and there is a whole team of people sitting at a conference style desk waiting for me. And I look on the table and I see all of them have my resume. Hey y'all, I was ambushed into an interview. Do you hear me? Have you ever been ambushed into an interview? I have. I had no idea that this was an interview. Now, I knew meeting with the president, just meeting with him is somewhat of an interview, right? Just having conversation, he's getting a feel for me and, and things of that nature. I knew that, but I figured there was going to be some additional formal kind of like, all right, well, this is just us talking. This is me saying, hey, we might want to, um, there's a position that we want you to interview for and we'll go on from there. So I expected that. I did not expect for when someone says, hey, come in, we'll have a chit chat. One, I thought it was just going to be me and him. But two, this is a whole team. Y'all already got my resume. He didn't share that with them, whatever. And they got interview questions. I'm glad I came dressed. So one, I came prepared. Two, I had to turn on right in that moment. I had to turn on and, and, and get into interview mode uh, because that's where I was. Had I not had that skill, I could have flubbed or, or, or flop the interview um, totally. But I said, well, you know what? Here I go mentally. Here I go. And I went in and I got the job. I got the job. So let's keep on moving. Um, five. Now, five is an interesting one. You must remember to give thanks and remain humble. Remember to give thanks and remain humble. I recognize the favor of God that has been on my life. But I have to maintain that position of thankfulness because it wasn't just my being able to turn things on. It wasn't just me being in the right place at the right time. These are God-given abilities. This is a God-given personality. And I need to always remember to be thankful for where these abilities and skills come from and be humble not to exalt myself over top of my God who put me in these positions. So number um, five is more of a self check because now you've gotten these uh, opportunities and things are going well and you're bringing your whole self, you're following up, everything seems to be going well. I need you to take a moment to check yourself because though you are good at what you do and though you can pat yourself on the back and say, hey, I'm great at what I do, Inside yourself, you need to remember, I'm great at what I do only because my God. All right. Number six is in the same vein. But never take your eyes off of God and put it on your success. Never take your eyes off of God and focus solely on your success. There's a scripture that says the love of money doesn't say money is the root of all evil. Get that out your heads because it says the love of money is the root of all evil. And I think that can be interpreted as the love of power, right? Because money brings power. Um, you can, if you have money, you can pretty much buy anything or anyone, right? And so a lot of times we will start getting the favor of God in our lives and we'll start having this level of success. And then it's like, oh man, I need to go out to the next dollar. I need to see how I can get richer. I need to see how I can get more powerful. And sometimes it's not even on purpose. Sometimes it's just, 
we slip into that mode. So number one, uh, or number number one, excuse me, go back to number five and, and remember to give thanks and be humble. And if you stay in that posture, you you won't have to worry about number six, which is taking your eyes off of God. Because if you stay in the posture of thankfulness and humbleness, your eyes will stay on God uh, because you are essentially meditating on that day and night. And, the, and you're supposed to meditate on the word day and night. And that's another way for you to uh, stay humble and stay focused on God. Number seven, you have to be willing to get rid of fear. So in that number four, where it talks about uh, uh, turning on at a moment's notice, you got to kind of remember that fear can't exist there. Because if you need to turn on, if opportunity presents itself and you need to turn on, if you are paralyzed by fear, you might miss that opportunity. Okay, you might miss that opportunity and you don't want to do that. Um, the Bible says you can get rid of fear through love. Perfect love casts out all fear. It also says that he didn't give you a spirit of fear. He gave you a spirit of love, power and a sound mind. So how I interpret that is if he didn't give me a spirit of fear, I had to get it from somewhere. I had to get it from somewhere. And if he didn't give it to me, then why am I going to get fear? Right. Or if fear has come upon me. How do I get rid of it? And again, perfect love casts that out. And you only know perfect love if you stay in the in the God who is perfect love. All right. And finally, tip number eight. You got to work hard. Be careful of getting lulled into a space of laziness or pacificity. Um, did I say that right? Pacificity? Pacificity? Nope. Pacificity. <laughs> That's what you get when you try to make big words, right? Don't be passive and decide that because you have the favor of God to just keep riding that wave. That wave is meant to get you somewhere. That wave is meant to put you into position. It's not meant to solely keep you there. Your hard work, you're bringing your whole self to the situation, you're turning on, you're getting rid of fear. All of that is meant to keep you and then till the ground to get it ready for new opportunities. But don't just keep riding that wave and expecting God to uh, just keep putting favor on your life and keep bringing opportunities and you just kind of sit back and kick your feet up. That's not how that's not how God works. The Bible says faith without work is dead. The Bible says a man that don't work, he don't eat. Right. So make sure that you are still putting in the work though you are meeting opportunity and recognizing that god is bringing that okay so those are your eight tips those are your eight tips for how to recognize and meet opportunity um, head on and get to where you want to be in life okay i hope you have enjoyed those um make sure you leave some comments um to let me know if this was good for you and uh, if there's anything in additional that you want to know about if you got any questions go ahead and hit me up but again appreciate y'all and hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and remember life will happen to you but you get to choose how you respond to it